Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment, a weekly podcast of the Wingman Nation Men's Ministry, a scripturally driven men's ministry with three goals for every man, striving to be better husbands, better fathers, and more Christ-like and godly men. Join Wingman Nation co-founders Randy Ferreira and Pastor Jay Dennis and an occasional special guest as they discuss issues relevant to a man's needs, struggles, habits, and hurts. And now... Here's Randy and Pastor Jay. Welcome to our We Mandation Men's Moment Podcast. I'm co-founder Pastor Jay Dennis, along with co-founder Randy Ferreira. Randy, how are you doing today? Hey, Jay. Good morning. It's good to see you. We've got an interesting subject to talk about today, talking about something that you and I have had a little experience with, and that is COVID-19, also known as coronavirus. Yes. You know, today we also want to focus on another characteristics as we weave in the coronavirus discussion. But it's, uh, you know, we've been talking about a committed Christian men and the characteristics thereof. And this one is about taking care of our body, but not obsessing over that. You know, in other words, we want to strive to be healthy, know our body that is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But as a spiritual leader, focus more on the spiritual than the physical, while not neglecting the physical, of course. Because we have a tendency of doing that, so it's a it's a healthy balance. Um, you know, and uh, Paul told us in Timothy that for physical training is some is of some value. But we know that he wanted us to to care for our bodies, but godliness has value for all things, mm. holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Mm. So eating right, exercising, sleeping enough, resting, you know, making sure we do that, and not taking things into our body that are harmful. Um, so, you know, those are all important. We need to strike a balance exactly. in that regard, focusing more on the spiritual. Right. Well, you and I both had an experience with, with the physical realm uh, as we both, back in May, uh, got the coronavirus. And you mean you're uh, the one you gave it? Oh, come on now. I thought you gave it to me. It, it, interestingly enough, we had this at the same time. We uh, got to go through it together, and we learned a lot of things uh, about that. Uh, some of the things I didn't want to learn about myself, no. I learned, in fact, but you know, this has dominated the entire world. Just think about a tiny virus that literally has changed everything. Uh, at the last count, there have been 47,520,000 cases of coronavirus uh, in the world. 1,214,102 deaths. Uh, that is just astronomical, to be sure. So as we think about uh, the globally how this pandemic has affected everything, let's talk about how it affected our world, Randy, because I know that God taught you some things, taught me some things, and I thought we would just kind of walk through this. But tell me about when you first thought you had something going on with coronavirus. How were you feeling and how did, how did you do it? Well, I was angry you didn't tell me you had it. 
And I got it. Like, no, no, not at all. Uh, you know, it was interesting. We caught it early in May. <clears throat> so it was right before we really knew anything about it, as the world says. You know, we, we didn't have a lot, a lot of information yet. We didn't have you know, death rates and how contagious it really was and all of that. So, so for the people who got it early on, you and I, I think it was a lot scarier yes. than today, even though it is still somewhat scary for some sector of the people. Um, for us, psychologically, at least for me, it it hit me pretty hard. I was a little more nervous, I think, right. than people getting it today mm-hmm. uh, because at that point, you didn't know if you were going to live through it or not. Right. Well, the fear of the unknown. Right. Right. And, um, you know, both both uh, you and I have some underlying things that we deal yes. with. Uh, you know, I have a, 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 a compromised lung from an accident I was right. in back in 2004. So when I got it, uh, it hit me pretty hard. It affected one of my lungs. I got the pneumonia and yes. all of that. So I had a much longer case. It took me about six weeks. Yeah, to get over it. Same um, here. I had lupus, and it took me six weeks. Right. Um, but you know, again, my wife got it. My son got it. You know, they just kind of blew through it really quickly. Right. They were over it in less than a week, and you know, kind of moved on. So it just kind of depends on what happened. But you know, during during the time, uh, there was a lot of uh, interesting things that that God taught us through that. I know you have huh. some experience with this one. No, no doubt. You know, I keep coming back to uh, you go into the urgent care and uh, you, you feel like you're you're contaminated. Yeah. I mean, you, you're you're immediately uh, thrust off to one side because you have fever, and so you're suspect. And then they say we're going to do a swab test. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking that that can't be that bad, surely. So the nurse comes out with a swab that had to be at least, um, I'm going to say, three feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yards. <laughs> what it felt like. And so she said, now we're just going to you know, push it up your nose a little bit. Well, my goodness, I felt like it went up my nose and then down through my tonsils, down to my toe. I mean, this was so basic. Yeah. And then she says, we need to do the other side, too. Uh, and so you're looking forward to that, and then there is the waiting, and the waiting. Back then, uh, at one point, I waited 10 days to get an answer. So then you're quarantined, and you're wondering, okay, what's going on? At that time, the health department would call you and want to know who all you've talked to, who all you've been with, those kind of things. And uh, and the doctor calls and, and and says if you start breathing in a in a way that is uh, labored, you need to get to the hospital as soon as you can because you don't have enough. Yeah, I mean things like that, and you're going, you know, you don't want to go to sleep because you're afraid right. maybe yeah. something will happen. So yeah, yeah. there That's there was that. that even though here I've been a pastor for forty years, a believer for many years. You know, there was still that worry. There was still that fear. There was still that unknown. And God was saying to me, you need to practice what you've been preaching. You need to trust me and trust your doctors, do all the right things, but trust me and be still. 
And for me, Randy, being still is not an easy thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there, and I think it's important for us to focus on that a little bit because I'm with you. The same thing. There's so many things go through your mind when you feel like, hey, this is God yeah. finally calling me back. Right. Am I going to be the, the coronavirus guy? And yeah. this is the way he's taking me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that may be the case. And I think that part of it was, was the thing that I had to come to grips with. You know, maybe I'm not going to go, but I could. That's you know, right. At that point, we had less information than we do now about right. the virus, of course. So it was more question on how how bad it really is and was. And you know, the, of course, the uh, the media was you know blowing it more mm-hmm. out of proportion. We think there was a lot of hype. There was some politicalness behind mm-hmm. a lot of it uh, that we all know and believe. I mean, so. So it, it was very unnerving going through the process for, for me and I know for you too. Yeah. But, you know, we have to recognize, I think, uh, you know, as far as the swab, just to go back on that a little bit, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, you're in a lot of trouble and it's going to be really painful when a doctor says, you may feel a little discomfort. Oh, yes. Bite you know, a nail, grab a towel, it's going to hurt like crazy. <laughs> I think uh, at that point, you know, sometimes God just wants to push pause. He does. You know, when I first got it was uh, initially right when it, like I said, when it first came out, and I'm like, okay, God, you know, you always go, why me? But I was like, all right, this just came out. Am I going to be the poster child? Right. You know, what, what, why are you you doing that? Yeah, what's the purpose Mm -hmm. you wanted me to get Exactly. What am I supposed to do with this now for you? That's right. kind of where I was going. If I'm going to die, I was scared and I didn't want to. Right. But there has to be a reason. We always have to say, God, what is your purpose in this? That's it. Whether it's COVID or cancer That's or right. whatever whatever it is. Lupus, yes. Yes. there's got to be a purpose. And what can I do, God, to honor you during this time? And that's good because we're not asking why, we're asking what. You're asking what? Yes, Absolutely. even though you still have the human curiosity of, of why. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can really. couple it with, you know, with, you know, what's the purpose? So yeah. maybe it's a push-pause. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're so busy in our life that God finally says, you know what, during this time, this pandemic, you're going to get it because I want to show you something. you got to slow down. That's right. you got to focus on what's more important. Yes. What are your real priorities here? Exactly. For Randy or for Jay, are we... You know, for me, I was like, okay, am I? What am I not focusing on for you, God? That I need right. to focus on because, hey, I'm I was stuck in the house like you That's for right. six weeks. Yes, you know that that was the key a lot of time to think and wonder and ponder and it, pray it and does. worry and yes, else. so no uh, doubt. And those walls can close in on yeah. you. But I know you, you felt the same way and did the same thing. But I found so much comfort in reading God's word. I found so much comfort in, in reading good books and comfort in writing. 
uh, many of the uh, the things that I've gotten to write were a result of that time alone with God during that time. So if, if you're in a situation right now where you're isolated, let me just encourage you, use that time for God. Uh, take advantage of that time. Listen for his voice. Get in his word. Uh, go to a deeper level with him than you ever thought possible. And uh, God may have allowed this push pause, as Randy said, for reasons so you could get to know him better. <clears throat> you know, Randy, I, I saw very quickly that the world went right on without me. Mm-hmm. And, and so I began thinking, what really matters most in my life? What, what are my priorities, as you, as you mentioned? You know, what matters? My faith matters. Yeah. My family matters. My friends matter. And you know, if, if you've got those three things, if you've got faith, if you've got family, if you've got a few good friends, you are blessed. Yeah. You are fortunate indeed. Yeah. Uh, because uh, you see that very loudly and clearly when you're in a situation of being helpless and not being able to do anything and as other people are encouraging you and helping you. Yes, and, and uh, good, good word there, Jay. And, uh, you know, just on the family perspective, you know, during the time that I was out, and I'm not sure I even shared this part with you, Jay, but uh, there were times, you know, when you're in kind of despair because you're by yourself, even though my wife was there, mm-hmm. you're still like pondering what What's the purpose of right. this, Lord? And, and, uh, and so one one afternoon, my second daughter came over to the house. Uh, she's married, has a couple children. She mm-hmm. came over just out of the blue, and she you know she brought me a few things to help me feel better, like the chicken soup thought process. Yes. You know, but but she came over, and at that point, I was still uh, you know very scared. Uh, because we hadn't known what was going on. And uh, she's a very strong Christian young girl. And so, you know, she she asked me, are you okay, Dad? What's happening? She was obviously a little concerned. And, you know, I, I, I was completely humbled by the fact that she came over and I was, was concerned and brought me things. But... As I was sitting there talking to her, and I'll never forget this, I was uh, sitting on a, a bar stool in our kitchen, and you know, she she kind of came up behind me and, and put her hands on me. She said, "I really feel like I need to pray for you." Oh, wow! Because this fear that you're feeling is not of God. Wow! And it, Out of the a, mouth of your child. Yes. <laughs> she said, "This is a Satan fear. We shouldn't be fearing." And I get it. We're oh, God doesn't want us to fear, and let me pray the spirit of fear away from you. My goodness. And she put her hands on me, and I'm going to start crying if I talk too much about this. Wow. But her and my wife put her hand, put their hands on me, and of course, at that point, I was weeping. Yes, of course. You know, just to, Guys, it's okay to cry. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'll try not to now, but it's okay. And, uh, you know, she prayed the spirit of fear to be out of you know, that wow. God would enter me and I would be courageous to know that he's there and this is just, you know, it was incredible. It was just incredible. And so the family part yes. was so important. The faith part yes. was so critical. And I was just like, there's nothing better than this. 
You know, Randy, it, it reminded me too, life is short and we need to be ready to face eternity. I mean, we don't like to think about those things, but we need to know that we have eternal life. We need to know that our uh, name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I remember this epitaph from years ago. It says, only one life soon will be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And and that's it. Now, no matter what we do in life, only what we do for Jesus Christ is really going to last forever and be eternally significant. And I have been studying about how this coronavirus has affected the church. And obviously the church, uh, for the most part, could not meet in person for many, many weeks. But uh, digitally, even smaller churches were able to latch on to this technology that many said they would never use. Now they're using it and continue to use it. And it has expanded even the kingdom of God and the advance of the gospel. So I was reading an article in preparation for this uh, podcast, and it says that in every plague in the world, Christianity has advanced. And, and it got my interest. And I'm thinking, why would Christianity advance during the plague? It is because Christian people showed compassion and love and ministered to the sick and refused to um, abandon the sick and they ministered to them. Through that ministry, the world saw the difference and Christianity spread and it increased. And so I would say to our listeners, you know of someone, maybe they don't have COVID-19, but maybe they have cancer. Maybe they have some other kind of disease. Maybe they're homebound. You can encourage them. You can make a difference in their lives. You can pray for them. You can do little things to, to help them. Make a difference in your world. Only what's done for Christ will last. Yeah, very, very good morning. And don't fear getting this. If you get it, and yes. you'll get through it. If you don't get through it, that's God's plan. Yes. And, you know, during the time that you have it, try to honor Him through it. Exactly. There's a reason for it. And try not to be fearful. And exactly, Randy. And we need to do all the precautions that we can, can do or that we can take. Wear a mask, you know, wash your hands, those kind of things. But inevitably, our God is in control. God is in control. He yes. is. I would like to end this podcast today by, by sharing these scriptures from Psalm 91. They're so powerful. Listen to this. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High abides under the shadow of the Almighty. He shall say to the Lord, you are my refuge and my stronghold, my God, in whom I put my trust. You shall not be afraid of any terror by night, nor of the error that flies by day, of the plague that stops in the darkness, nor of the sickness that lays waste at midday, because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your habitation. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Those are comforting words for this day and time. Yes, absolutely. God bless you. 
Listeners, thank you for listening to our podcast today. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Amen. Out. Thank you for listening to the Wingman Men's Moment weekly podcast. The Wingman Men's Ministry is based around the Air Force concept of a wingman. It uses the fighter jet theme and parallels the duties of a wingman in the Air Force, his commitment to his pilot and flight team, and how they're related to the men of your church and their commitment to God in their lives, their families, and their Christian brothers. Visit us at wingmannation.com.